Okay, Boker Tov, everybody. So we are continuing with Siftei Chaim, and we are discussing, we mentioned two questions related to the three weeks. Number one was, what is this great spiritual potential that we have during the three weeks? What is this great level of spiritual accomplishment? Where within the three weeks, which just seems to be challenging, frustrating times, do we have this great potential for spiritual accomplishment? That was question number one. And question number two that we discussed was why does a person have to have the status of Gavra Rabba? We saw from the Gemara and Bavakama that only a person who has the status of a Gavra Rabba, a great person, a great man, is, is it appropriate for him to mourn for Yerushalayim, to mourn for Jerusalem. So why does a person have to have that status of Gavra Rabba, of a great man, in order to properly mourn for Yerushalayim? all year round. And how does that relate to us during the three weeks when we're all mourning for Jerusalem? We're all mourning for Yerushalayim. So now Rabbi Friedlander is going to go through some examples of areas where through the service of the Beit HaMikdash, there was opportunity for great closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Through the Beit HaMikdash itself, it created great closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So he starts off by mentioning two principles that are extremely, extremely important to understanding what the three weeks are about. So he says that There are two principles or two foundational principles that our distress and our mourning for Jerusalem are based on. Number one is we are lacking, we are missing the opportunity to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through the Beit HaMikdash. And bet, Sa'ar al Heder Kavod Shamayim, Barach. There's also not just that we are missing out on opportunities to come close to Akadosh Baruch, Hu, but there's also a lack, there's an absence of Kavod Shamayim, of honoring Hashem, honor of heaven. And Shalom Lo Aleinu, there's also Khilul Hashem. There is desecration of Hashem's name that comes from the fact that the Beit HaMikdash, his home, his headquarters, is in ruins. So now he's going to begin to explain a little bit of each one. Okay? So, he says, Beit HaMikdash v'chol avodat ha-kwanim v'ha-korbanot shenasubo. So the Beit HaMikdash, the Kwanim and the korbanot that were done within the Beit HaMikdash, v'hashra'at ha-shechina she'ayta betocho, and Hashem's divine presence that would come within this place, his, the, the fact that his hashkacha, his, the divine watching the divine supervision was very clearly manifest in the Beit HaMikdash, it would cause a spiritual uplifting, a spiritual ascending through in our service of Hashem through the Beit HaMikdash. And all these things, it was the Beit HaMikdash, it was the service of the Kohanim, it was the Korbanot that were done there, it was the Hashem's presence dwelling in the Beit HaMikdash, all those things, they gave strength and opportunity to come closer to Hashem. So there are many places where we see the great opportunity to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through the service of the Beit HaMikdash. Chazal Amru, our rabbis teach us, Yefenof Mesos Kol Haaretz, it's the, it's the beauty, the beautiful uh, view, the rejoicing of the whole land. That's what the Pasuk in Tehillim says. Ama Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak says, a comment on that Pasuk in Tehillim, Shaita Mesamechet Kol Haaretz. Yerushalayim, the Beit HaMikdash, 
would make everybody so happy, it would make everybody rejoice. Why? What's so happy about Yerushalayim? Beit HaMikdash. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's inspirational. But why would it make people happy? So he explains, Adam over Avera bedoeg. A person violates an Avera. And he's very worried. He's concerned. His heart is, is having a hard time. Maybe it's heavy. So he goes up to Yerushalayim. He brings a Korban. Obviously, he has to tishuva, he has to repent as well. But in, the con- in conjunction with the Korban, he is forgiven and he leaves Yerushalayim happy. So, what does that mean? Why? What is the Korban? What does the, the Kapara have to do with being happy? So, our Freelander explains Simcha hi mishlemut. Happiness is a result of feeling complete, feeling whole. Somebody who's in distress, he's missing something. And that's why he is in distress. That's why he's upset. But Yerushalayim was the rejoicing of the whole land. And what did it do? It brought shleimut to people. It brought completion. It made people whole. Adam Bali Yerushalayim Chaser. Somebody comes to Yerushalayim and he's empty. He's missing something. He has an avira in his hand, and he's worried. He's concerned. He leaves Yerushalayim. He's happy. He's complete. Also, even more so, another statement of the Chachamim. Because again, just to, to clarify, to summarize, so a person. Yerushalayim brought a feeling of completion. The Beit HaMikdash brought a feeling of completion to people. It brought happiness to people because it, it was part of their being able to receive atonement for their Averot. Also they said, Nobody ever slept over in Jerusalem with a sin in his hand. How is that so? Not just the individual korbanot, but the communal korbanot. A person, the Lo'alin, who did an avira at night, they would bring the communal korban in the morning, and they would bring him kapara. Tamid shoben ha'arbayim, and he would bring the korban in the afternoon. That would bring kapara for the avonot, for the avirot that were done during the day. So the first step that we have in what we're missing in Yerushalayim, and understanding the great opportunity that Yerushalayim and Beit HaMikdash were that we no longer have anymore is coming close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through finding kapara, finding atonement for our sins. Now obviously it doesn't mean that a person would just bring the korban or he would just sit there doing nothing and the korban would do kapara. As I mentioned before, it would require a person to also improve himself, to change himself. But perhaps being in Yerushalayim, which we're going to talk about, that's one of the next things in the next year, just being in Yerushalayim was so inspiring. Just being there, seeing the Beit HaMikdash, seeing that without the Korbanot, seeing such an incredible place. Imagine how inspired we are when we go visit the Kotel. The Kotel is, is the leftovers of the outer wall of the outer courtyard of Yerushalayim. Imagine the inspiration people felt when they saw the Beit HaMikdash itself. They saw the smoke of the Korbanot going up. They saw the Divine Presence in such a place. They saw the spiritual presence. They, they, they felt it was palpable, the spiritual presence that the Beit HaMikdash had. Imagine how much more so they were inspired. So, Bizarre Shem will talk about it in the next year. But this year we discussed 
the aspect of kapara, the feeling of atonement that people felt because of the Beit HaMidash. So that's level number one. That's the first area that Rav Freelander points out that we were missing without the Beit HaMidash and without the Korbanot. Rabotai, have a wonderful day. Kol Tuv.